Good morning. It's April 2nd, 2022. And I'm Robert Edward Booth. That's three sixes. Robert, six, Edward, six, and Booth, six. I was born on September 23rd in 1966. If the 1966 is all that relevant, it is today's current situation, which is all that relevant. Because we're faced with apocalyptic times. September 23rd was a date that theologians placed in importance because of it being within the prophecies denoting the end times and Jesus' return. I haven't located where that is in prophecies, and I should have by now, but I have been very busy. You know, money makes you weak. And Jesus talked about hate money, at least in in what book you have, the the Roman control of the knowledge we have, because that's a Roman subverted material. They burnt books during the Greco-Roman book burning. You can look it up on Google, do it. Greco-Roman book burning, 325 AD, after they decided what will serve the church system, quote, end quote, church system that the Romans created after annihilating the revolution of the Jews, which was the Jewish revolution. It was a war between the Romans and the Jews, whoever was militarily organized enough to stand up to the Romans did during a Jewish revolution, which ended at Masada where the Jews committed suicide after the Romans finally made the ascent to the hilltop refuge that the Jews had barricaded themselves in, making war against the attempt of the Romans to get up to them, but committed suicide. By history, I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, people that say they know but do not know are wrong to do that to you. What am I going to do? Tell you I know it? I know that it is documented as such. All right? I'm that kind of a minister. I'm an ordained minister. My name is Robert Edward Booth. That's three sixes. My birth date was September 23rd, which was a date of prophecy and studied by theologians, which are people that study religion and and things that pertain to religion and and, and the history of it. I want to talk to you today about witchcraft. I should pull it up here on Google while while I'm talking to you because I don't have that factor. I'll call it a factor because facts are really hard to get completely nowadays because we're in a a fast food type media experience. Convenient insights that we watch the news that we saw on the internet. I saw a fellow that's a politician. I forget his name, where he was from. I hope he'll forgive me, but he said it's like 
fast food media. Well, this is self-serve because I'm going to try to look here and see while I talk to you how much how much percentage I hope this document tells me is going on nowadays because I heard somewhere in the fast food media that Wick is one of the fastest growing practices or religions in the in the United States nowadays Gerald Gardner in 1954 introduced Wicca I'm looking at it I might not see the percentage but my point is how fast that's growing versus Christianity looking at it while I talk to you you know I have some practices that might correlate to the Wiccan belief system you know and since I'm an ordained minister I am religiously pursuant religion of course being defined as practices that you do daily a regimen or an order of practices that you do daily. That's religion in definition, at least cumulatively for me because that's what I've picked up. I'm religiously pursuant and I mean to serve what is honest before a great and terrible God. Isn't that what Christians serve, a great and terrible God? That's what they claim that Moses said. I do not know I was not there. I cannot be like the, quote, ye vipers. You say you know, but you do not know. You are the ones who walk in sin. Now that's written down in red. That's the parts that Jesus was to have said himself when he was amidst the scribes and Pharisees. He said, Ye vipers, you say you know, but you do not know. You are the ones that walk in sin. I won't tell you I know. Unless it's casual talk and, and, and a mistake gets made, I'll tell you this is what they have documented. What I know is what I'm doing right now, what is honest. I'm going to tell you what they have documented, that that is a wrongful principle. Now, what I know is principles. Now, I can tell you that the principles of me trying to love you and tell you I know something that I do not know is wrong. That's what I make out of Jesus ever saying that if he did. The principles of me telling you that I know something and not really knowing it is wrong. And I can't very well love you and mislead you uh, emphasizing that I know something that I don't really know. That's the principles of it. That's what I know. That's that's what an honest minister would do is offer you spiritual guidance. If you can do better than that, please break bread with me. If you can do better in loving me than knowing and not knowing, you know what I mean? Saying you know and not really knowing. If, if you find a better principle. Now, some people might say to accomplish the greater principle, I might lie and lead you to this book and say that I know that book is 100% true because I want social conformity. 
that we walk according to Jesus and have our ministers up there telling us how we are to walk as leaders of our of our religious communities. Now, if I go around, you know, like a cheerleader supports the football team in that likeness, and I tell you, I know this Bible's 110% true. You know, anybody that's studious can find out that there's really no way that you know that that Bible is 110% true. And a lot of people nowadays, it's the quote, end quote, data days where the internet and everybody is gathering knowledge and sharing it worldwide. You cannot prove that that book is 110% true. You can't prove it's 90% true. But if, if you believe in the precepts or ideas that are sent across by leaders who stand up and minister from that, then you might lie, and this is the argument, you might lie and say, I know that's 110% true. I believe in it. Me and my family believe in it 100%. Now, to tell that lie in order to establish the greater principle that you might come and listen to our preacher, that you might be influenced by our religious community and our practices. As a said follower of Jesus, you've taken this book and you've looked at the ideas and you say, well, we believe 100% in it. And, and to do that, a lot of people might circumvent the actual truth, get around the actual truth in order to bring the greater principle to the ground that in your heart you would walk in love and that you would do these ideas that this Bible, which they don't really know is 110% true or 90% true, they know that they believe that the general ideas that can be ministered from this book, read out of this book, will give you a better disposition in society. That's what I believe they're trying to do. And you know, there's a certain point that you might consider that the greater principle being served. Now let me ask you this. I'm the Antichrist, right? Just, just go with me a minute on that, all right? This is what I really am trying to do. Follow me right here. If I can go to the data days and I can find out that you don't know that's 110% true, that you can't even prove that it's 90% true, that you don't have no more idea that, that, that Samson took a jawbone of a jackass and went and defeated 3,000 armed soldiers that you don't really know that, you can't find any real evidence of that, and but you would like me to believe in faith that this God that you serve is capable of sending a man through with the jawbone of a jackass and defeat 3,000 armed military soldiers like the Romans and the Philistines and, you know, the armies. And he can take the jawbone of a jackass and defeat 3,000 of them with the blessing of this God that you serve, Jehovah Adonai. Jehovah Adonai is the current conventional Christian church's God. 
Like the Wiccans, I'm going back to the Wiccan situation, all right? They have an altar. The Wiccan develops an altar. They, they do their bidding and their prayer and their witcheries before this altar they've created. Now this God, Jehovah Adonai, according to the Bible, told them, build not an altar. Serve not a foreign or unknown God. They will be your burden. And I can't tell you which one of the chapters it says it in the Roman created book. I find it folly. And what wise would I memorize? And what wise would I memorize what I don't really know with my time and effort when I live in a real world, when I live in a real world that has real demands? Why am I finding out that I know for certain that Samson killed 3,000 soldiers with the jawbone of a jackass for sure? Prove that. Prove that I had a friend one time. He used to say, prove it. Show me the evidence that you've got a man that trotted through 3,000 soldiers with the jawbone of a jackass and defeated armed militaries like the Philistines and the, and the Romans. And he was able to because his God was Jehovah, the God, the Most High God. That's what they call their God. You know, I, I walked as a Christian for years and I still serve my King, Jesus Christ. But I don't do it through the Roman book that I do not know. I try to be spiritually sound about my practices. I try to be knowledgeable. I try to be wise about my ways and things like that. But what what wise has you telling your children from a the time they're three or four years old to 16 or 20 before they can look on the internet and use their own sound reasoning with confidence and say, you know what, my parents and that preacher lied to me. They lied to me and told me that they knew that there was no doubt in their mind that this book was 110% true, that we love the God of this book and we know that Jesus did too. And look what he did for you. He died to save your soul. Do you know you can look and find actual documentation of a couple things? A couple things, mind you. Scholars, when I was in college, I was did religious. I got an A in that class. Scholars found that Jesus Christ said an evil demiurge created all the profound world, everything you and me know about. And them witches, them Wiccans, they know what a demiurge is. I find it very similar, if not the same, as a witch. There's, there's a good portion of demiurge I find in, in, in the definition of witches. Supernatural stuff going on because of things they've done with these gods, these foreign and unknown gods. A god is something that is worshipable. The definition of a god means that it is worshipable. Jesus also supposedly said, I'm a Gnostic member, uh, minister. I'll tell you stuff that the or Orthodox Church won't tell you. According, you can look it up and find it somewhere. Not only did he say an evil demiurge created all the profound world, that could very well be Jehovah Adonai. It may be Satan. Top scholars do not know whether he's really talking about Satan or whether he's really talking about Jehovah Adonai, the God of the Jews. Like the Wiccans, they have an altar. They serve this God. 
you see. These gods that are worshipable. There's more than one. But you're not telling what Jesus said, that if you believe in one God, you you are doing good. I do, and I'm a monotheistic all the way person. I believe there is one God. Well, that's Jehovah. No, no. He's a God amongst other gods, and he is a worshipable being, just like these altars are set up. I believe in one God. Well, okay, then Job had an eye as the God that you should believe in because Jesus said it. You don't know that. Jesus supposedly said, according to these scholars, that they found and have documents that an evil demiurge, an evil demiurge created all the profound world. That's everything profound, everything we see, hear, taste, touch, smell, and are sensitive to. It's a profound something, and he created it. Everything we know about. I assume since they had observatories, that even means the stars in the sky, the sun and the moon. Of course, there's wormholes in space that go to other universes. It's called a multi-universe. The book of Janusy, Thomas Judas, excuse me. The book of Thomas Judas, which is on the YouTube. You can listen to it. It's a book that didn't get burnt by the book burning that the Greco-Romans ordered the books to be burnt that didn't agree with the quote-unquote now church system that the Romans that killed the Jews during Masada and the Jewish Revolution while they were creating the Bible, mind you, 65 AD is when the creation of the Bible was began. That's five years before the end of that war, around its 70 AD. Masada was when they committed suicide, 70 AD. So they created your Bible that you know is 110% true in front of your children during a war. Mind you, I'm the said Antichrist. I am not an Antichrist. I'm an anti-clergist. You can find that at threeoaksnumeral1.com. I spell it threeoaks. I put the numeral1.com. Go there. Learn all kind of facts like I'm telling you. You know that you can look up you can look up the need for salvation, what Jesus said in the books that weren't book, burnt by this Greco-Roman order to destroy books that don't agree with their system. You see, they burnt books that Jesus said, I don't need to die to save you. Just like the Islamics, I don't need to die to save you for God already loves you. That one God, that one God, that divine most sovereign, one consciousness, creative spirit that ever made any gods, that ever made any beings before there was anything, there was a spirit. God is a spirit, the divine consciousness, the sovereign one, the monad, the Gnostics, G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S, plural, believed that there was a monad, that no being in flesh was really God on any planet, any wormhole in space, any multi-universe like Thomas Judas said. Let me go back to that. There are many heavens and that heaven shall fall in that heaven and this heaven and the next heaven shall fall, but the law of God shall remain the same. Now, that's divine law. That's cosmic laws. I study that. I'm in Rosicrucianism. I'm studying cosmic laws through the Rosicrucian 
uh, order which Mary Magdalene was said to have created, purportedly the symbol of the rose and the cross that was portrayed, that is used by the uh, Rosicrucian people. So I'd have to find that for you. Now, I'm going to sit back down here and look up this Wiccan business. Oh, time to buy something. So let me look. You got a new age movement. It says 0.3 of the 0.3% of the total U.S. population are approximately 956,000 people, just over 1,275,000 individuals in the New Age movement. That's three quarters of the individuals identifying with the new age movement that's why you got 956,000 people are pagan or wicked that's 0.3% of the total US population 1,275,000 are in the new age movement that's what they say the Antichrist will be in charge of. He will be put at the top of that, 666. You see how I've enlightened you? The Islamists will tell you, there's no body anywhere, no God or being that the spirit, my imam did when I practiced that. I decided that's cuckoo-cachoo too, if you don't mind the expression like the Beatles song. Uh, you've got Gabriel leading Muhammad. May peace be upon him. I agree that somewhere in the quantum mysticism, the quantum energy, uh, we'll have to talk about that power where, you know, one square yard can boil all the Earth's oceans. That's science proved that by some EKG measurement type device. That there's enough power. I believe that peace should be upon Muhammad. I don't believe he was a bad person. But Gabriel led him, an angel from wherever he was, this angel that, that Muhammad rode over the moon. One of the angels took him over the moon. And now we can look through our telescopes and see a crack over the moon. And, and Muhammad reported something like that. I can't remember the whole story. But as far as witchcraft and practices of paganism, you're not doing much less, if you ask me, with the altar before Jehovah Adonai saying that you're following Jesus when you don't know it because Jesus said an evil demiurge created all the profound world. Well, then if Jehovah Adonai is the God of the Christian church and you know all these things for certain that you really don't know, then what are your children able to find out about mom and dad being liars and about the preacher being a liar. They can find that out nowadays, can't they? You know that principle where you was going to offer them guidance of this book you believe 110% that Samson took the jawbone of a jackass and com completely annihilated and killed 3,000 armed soldiers. You, you don't know that. Then you are the ones who walk in sin given the principle well, go ahead and prove it. 
that you can prove that he did that. You cannot, then you don't know it, and therefore you are like a viper. I don't want you sleeping in the bed with me. Do not sleep in the bed with me. Do not get close enough to bite me. I don't want you that close to me. You're like a viper. Sure, I love you. I'll leave you go. I'll let vipers go all the time, snakes. They ain't hurting me. I ain't trying to hurt it. It probably won't hurt me. I'll treat you the same way, vipers. You know all that for certain. Now, these are the things they find, and that's the way I approached you. That if I find it, I'll show it to you. Jesus said he was the bright morning star. Well, that's something else they don't tell you. That's Lucifer, my friend. That is Lucifer, the bright morning star, the light bearer. Well, that's one thing scholars can't figure out. Was it Satan? Is Satan Lucifer? A lot of people say that Lucifer's the devil. Well, okay, did the devil create it or did God create it? Jesus said, I am him. When they got it in the Bible, at least, I don't know what he said. It wasn't there. Are you the God that created everything we know about? He said, I am him and he is me. Well, he also said, I am the morning star, which is Lucifer. So maybe we should worship the devil. Lucifer, is he? I don't know. I think so. I think so. I'm Lucifer bloodline. I got Cain's birthmark on me. My name's Robert Edward Booth. Yes, I got Cain's birthmark on my right arm and my head. Just like they said, you'll receive marks of the beast. And the whole world will follow him. Why would you follow the devil? One thing, I'm not here to lie to you. I've got some practices just like, and I want to compare this for you Bible people because I want to deliver you. I want you to get out from under a liar, Jehovah Adonai. He is not God. Jehovah Adonai is not God. He deceived the Jews. He is not God. Lucifer is not God. There's only one God. The monad, the spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's the only God, and that's the only one you need to bow to. When you go to the temple, bow to the one who is, everything else ain't. Jesus taught about all of it being an illusion. Well, I don't know if that's in the Bible. I don't think I saw it in the Bible. But it's all an illusion. Again, you can look it up in these secret books and things. Because there's only one God, and, and there's nothing without that God making it man. It's sustained by that spirit. So there wasn't no being Job out of nine. There wasn't no being Lucifer except without that power of that Holy Spirit. And if you believe in that, you're with me. Because they've got it circum, they've got it subverted material feeding voodoo out of that Roman Catholic Church with their circa. Look around the basilica, a circa. Holy crap, if you knew all the stuff they did at the Vatican, holy cow. Well, I tell you what, I do a few things, and here's what I want you to compare it to, Christians. Saul and the witch of Endor. He went to her, and she summoned Samuel, his long-lost friend Samuel, a prophet, and that prophet told him, your sons are going to be killed and you at this battle, and they were. They were prophetically known ahead of time, at least according to reports, documented stuff, that, that he and his three sons were killed at this battle they went to. Before he let the opponents take him, he ordered up on being thrown upon his own sword or what have you. 
They don't know the details. There's two recollections. And anyway, he died by his own hand and his own soldiers somehow because he didn't want to be taken by these other military. So look, he still turned to a witch and he told that witch, I'll protect you and you ain't going to be killed even though it's against the law in the rulership that he had of his community. Well, at that time, Jehovah Adonai was their God and they were performing everything but witchcraft by bowing down to their God, just like the witches do when they build an altar. Jehovah Adonai is very mighty. And he told them, you know, I don't want you to build any altars to any foreign gods, only him you shall serve, etc. He deceived them. He is not God. There's only one God. That's the monad, the monotheistic spirit, the monad, like the Gnostics, like I'm a minister of. I am a Gnostic minister. I'm going to continue to research and find things and show you light. Jesus said, I am the light bearer. He said, I am the morning star, didn't he? Who is the light bearer? Lucifer is. Scholars, the top ones, cannot figure out this evil demiurge who it is that created everything me and you know about. Why did it have to go through any beam? Because somebody's got to be the one in charge. Jesus bled on the cross to deliver you because now he's in charge. You know, because he added prana, like the akasha is a wild feminine likeness. He added prana, the masculinity to it, that made the female likeness, the spirit, follow his blood on the cross because the divine, that one monotheistic spirit, brought forth prophecies that he likely researched. I like to hand it to my king that he researched to find out in his wanderings all the spiritual insights he could. His church was the world. So he figured it out and he said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and die on that cross because he added the prana that, that spins like you have a wife or a daughter that wildly pursues things and lots of aggression, but she needs guidance. And if she'll accept that guidance, she can be the backbone of her family. Once that woman is in gear and has her objectives, holy cow, bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan. Turn around, watch a movie with you, put the kids to bed, get up in the morning and do it all over again. So Jesus bled on the cross so that the prana would give direction to the akasha and he's delivering you from the hands of very evil demiurge or god that you bow down to in the conventional church called jehovah adonai and the romans run in with military strength and made sure you continue to do that and he pays them with voodoo on your family and all connecting you through that bible and that's why I'm the Antichrist. I'm not here to do away with Jesus Christ, but I'll probably stop you lying to your children and yourselves and being lied to by priestcraft practitioners in the pulpit that Thomas Jefferson said, I'm the best Christian. I think he said that. I wasn't there. They got it documented. He said, I'm the best Christian you'll ever knew. He said, I'm not going to let them do it to you. Priestcraft. And they're whipping it up just right off that voodoo magic. Look it up. Look it up. You'll see why I'm no longer Islamic. I'm no longer conventional Christian. Because Gabriel told Muhammad, may peace be upon his soul. All these rules. And then Adonai, Jehovah Adonai, told the Christian church all these rules. 
both of them are not God, but they're running these religions and they got priest craft operating. Voodoo magic. Now look up voodoo magic spells, please. And you'll see Jehovah Adonai, Gabriel, Raphael operating in these voodoo magic spells. Did your preacher tell you that? He should have. He's committing fraud. It's very important. Just like putting sawdust in the rear end of that car and letting you smoothly ride it up the highway. Pay me $1,300. You can keep it. It's now your car. That's fraud. If it's important for me to know you took the rear end out and did something to it, it's fraud. Well, if I need to know about these evil demiurges and Gabriel running Islam and Islam killing Christians and Christians fighting back and Jehovah Adonai being the father and, and having Gabriel as one of his angels, what are they doing? Working together, killing people? Holy cow. I tell my dogs that all the time, holy cow. We don't use language around here unless we really find need. Sometimes that's a medicine, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Saul might as well have been a wish himself. He'd have done a lot better for his tribe if it became the need and the sovereign spirit showed him it was time and place for. That is, there not a time and place for everything? Yes, there is. That's a sound principle like being a viper and telling people you know what you do not know. It's a sound principle. There's a time and there's a place for everything. I'm not trying to lead you to your death. I'm trying to teach you about ascension, about ascension that you'll go somewhere when you do die that is good because you were good and you followed that man that added that prana to that Akashic side of the spirit that when you die, you'll be permitted in his kingdom. I'll see you later. Hey, peace and peace profound. I wish you a blessed day. I'm Robert Edward Booth, Three Oaks, numeral one dot com. Spell it out, then numeral one dot com. Go there and be a member. Good afternoon. It's Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. And I'm Robert Edward Booth of 3oaks1.com. That's 3oaks numeral 1.com. My mission at 3oaks1.com is to save Earth. Doesn't sound very pertinent when you look around. Most people just think, well, the scientists will figure out a way to save what's going on. They've got hope in technology. Let the government handle it. You know, that's not the way you need to think about that. You need to think about what real promise in stopping humanity from destroying the Earth's ability to restore quite a few of its natural resources. Most every type of science, actually I've seen reports that every type of science had certain numbers of its associated people do research and every one of them came up with the fact that if we don't change something the planet's going to stop being able to produce and restore natural resources that are crucial and critical to 
the overall function of our planet. I figured that the apocalypse or the apocalyptic times that everybody says is coming or that we're about to enter into has to do with Earth's own self-defense mechanism. The divine God, if you call the divine God, gonna do for the overall planet what goes on when you take a knife or if you accidentally hit a tree with something and it restores itself how nature will do in quite a few cases what it takes to recover but in this case humanity's the problem too many humans on the planet 7.6 billion people the last time I looked and check this out go to the website that, that counts the population of the world and watch it live watch it live and it's growing as fast as one of those race cars at the drag strip takes off and you watch the digital speedometer it's growing that fast It was only 2 billion people back in 1812 when they took the census. 2 billion people. Now it's 7.6 plus billion people on our planet. And that's growing that fast. So that's from 1812, you know, 1912, 2012, right? It's only 2022. So in 200 and some years, from 2 billion to, to 7.6 billion. What happens in 20 years? That's what they're talking about in these sciences. They, it, it's going to be impossible for fresh water to cycle through what all it takes to become fresh. We're not going to have fresh water. We might have some of this processed water where you they run it through a synthetic purification and it becomes drinkable but we won't have the fresh water we won't have fresh air so many humans and cars and factories that the air we breathe is, is no longer fresh what do you do about that carry around a, a breather with with you know the same air that you made water that was drinkable crazy so the apocalyptic times to me looks like nature's own way or the divine that made everything's way of correcting provision just like a tree was made with a way to heal if you scratched it real good if a limb broke off how an animal or yourself heals when you cut yourself you see those type comparisons. So, what about the return of Jesus Christ? And what relationship does this terror, terror they call the beast, 
666. What relationship is this beast to the apocalyptic times as well as the return of Jesus? Well, the Romans got into the religion when when they took from the Jewish people Christianity. When they did that, there was a war going on. You don't get told that from the church, you know. To me, that's fraud. That's fraud because it's important to me as a person, just like if I buy a car from somebody that that you've had that car apart and you've put it back together somehow. And I need to know that before I buy it. I don't want to drive up the road, come back and hand you $1,500 and find out that you've got something stuck in their rear end, some trick, you you know, put sawdust in their rear end so it don't make noise. And, and two weeks later, my, my money's gone. I have to completely do the rear end. Miss work, lose my job, and, and still come up with money to pay somebody to do that. It's fraud. You, you didn't tell people that Christianity came from a, a wartime-created book and by... And look, and from the people that, that was at war with the Jews, that they delivered this said word of God to people, humanity from. that That's so important to me. I'm offended. I'm offended because I didn't know that for 20 years plus. Oh, for the last 10 years, I've been on Facebook and different things trying to bring light to others before it happens to them. Here's one reason why is because you you got your head in a rabbit hole. It's 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 like for some reason this religion takes and, and puts your head into this book and, and says, you know, keep looking at it, keep practicing it, put your head down in that. Don't worry about coming up with anything. It's all right in there. Don't don't worry about coming up with a way to pr- produce a miracle. It's in here. Look look in there. This will bring miracles in your life. Look here's about the man that did miracles. Look look in here. Put your head in that rabbit hole. Do you know that there is but two count them two verified miracles since the beginning of Christianity recorded by the Catholic Church itself. Two verified miracles. And and there's your head in the book. An evangelist somewhere hollering, supernatural things gonna be done for you. Who, who in this audience wants God? And he'll yodel. You know, to do that in your life, come down here and bow your heads with me. Oh, and there's a there's a, a, a feeling of an eerie-ish, you know, the spirit is on the place. He might he might say, Do you feel it? God's with us. Well, I'm a shaman witch healer, you know, and I put witch in it because you can find that on the internet that it's a shaman witch healer. I, I'm not that great at it. I'm just starting. I'm looking into what I know I'm a natural at now that I've explored my own potential and that 
one of the simplest explanations is the dimensions or the unfold of the inner divine self in you into your domain, into your physical world. So if you have 300 people in an audience and you say something like I was just talking about and and inside them people become a change, a suspense, an expectation, then the outside of them each person, they say there's 10 feet that, that your spirit is producing a field of energy around you. I've never measured that. I don't have an instrument to do it with. That's what they say. So if all them 300 people have that same similar expectation and 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 all within themselves, that silence that is commanded by the calling that's going on from this evangelist, then there will be something produced on the outside of each one of those individuals. And, I, and I've looked into the studies of this shaman, witch healer, and, and this dimensional unfold from the spirits of each person. And it doesn't always unfold the way you think it will. It's not going to always be predictable because here's why. And the best I know to explain it is that like they have record recorded that Jesus said, and I wasn't there, but, but it seems like a good thing to give to Jesus for saying, I'd love to attribute it to him. He says, I am in you and you are in me. We are connected in that way. And he is within us referring to I, I I feel safe to presume God I am in you and you are in me and he is in us and we are in him okay so we're connected and this unfold goes on and and, on, and in our domain and there's 300 of us and we're invoked upon by this evangelist for that time period to expect, be still, be silent, take notice of the all, of the presence of the divine. That's fine. That's fine. The divine is in us. The divine is outside of us. We are in him. He is in us. Okay. So... I want to point out that in that rabbit hole while I was in there looking for these miracles that only two have ever been verified by the Catholic Church out of all this come down here and get your miracle stuff that goes on. If you'll put your head in this rabbit hole, these miracles will be yours. God will do one for you. Well, why has only two ever been verified by the church then? That don't leave a real good chance for, for a miracle to be on me. What am I doing here? 
So I'm offended that you didn't tell me that only two miracles had ever been verified by the Catholic Church, who was at war with the Jews, of course. And, and now you're saying that's God's word. It's a paradigm. It's socially accepted as God's word. That's after they set people on fire that argued it. Heretics. It's her- it's, you're a heretic. You, you, you are offering things that are against the church. You are guilty of heresy. Well, set him on fire. I believe I'll tell you that I don't believe that's God's word. Well, set me on fire. So the crowd, everybody, we believe all of it. Well, odd that the the actual word that you find in that rabbit hole, it says, you know, it says, if you seek to save your life, you shall surely lose your life. And if you seek to lose your life for my name's sake, you shall surely save your life. And why does everybody believe that's God's word if it came from Romans and it needs to be told to people that it's really Roman words that's been handed after a war went on and killing and slaying of the Jews during the Jewish revolution happened. And that's right when they started constructing this Bible you're calling God's word and that that it really isn't necessarily God's word, but it's a paradigm that, that everybody socially accepts as God's word. That you don't tell me that my head's going to be in this rabbit hole expecting miracles if I'll read and do these things and find out that only two verified miracles by the Catholic Church have has ever gone on since they created the Bible. Why do I want my head in that rabbit hole then? Check this out. Check this out. I'm 55 years old. I went to college. I got an A in religion. Jesus said, according to scholars, people that do anthropology and theology and studies, you know, digging things up and figuring out religious facts that go way back and affect religion, the theology, theological research, they say that Jesus said an evil demiurge created all the profound world. Well, then, if God created everything, you're saying that Jesus said God is evil. That's not fair. You didn't tell me that Jesus said God was evil. What am I on my knees to an evil demiurge at church worshiping? An evil demiurge? You say you you have Jehovah Adonai and he's the God that created everything. Is he? Or did the divine that, that is in me and in you and that we are within, remember what I was talking about at the beginning, or did the divine create everything and is great and terrible? Just like the Native Americans and the, and the yin-yang or the Taoist that created that yin-yang symbol, that that the principles of spirit are depicted and that it's great and terrible. The divine light, the divine light that's within you and me, the spirit. Okay, fine if you have an evil demiurge able to conduct magic of some level and creative magic, actually, what do they call it? Manifestation where the will of this demiurge manifests in the physical world. You look it up, manifestation. 
when, when a gift of manifestation is given to a person, the things that they do in the realm of spirit and will become manifest in the physical world. Jesus said, I am him and he is me. That's what they claim. He said, I wasn't there. But Jesus was supposed to have taken birds in his, what do they call it, the infantry books that they didn't allow in the Bible. The infantry books that he killed two children, two school children for messing with his sparrows that he was making out of mud pies. He was making the the mud pies and, and releasing them into the air and they were flying away as sparrows. He evidently had the gift of manifestation just like a demiurge, just like an evil demiurge who created everything we know about all the profound world. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Jesus said, I'm I'm an ordained minister. I I, I preach gnosis, knowledge. The word G-N-O-S-I-S, knowledge. I preach Gnostic teachings, things you don't hear at church. Get your head out of that rabbit hole and listen. Jesus said, I do not need to die to save you, your souls from God, for God already loves you. Now, that's paraphrased. That's not exactly what he said. I don't know. And I don't know that he even said that, but I'd love to attribute that to my king. So the evangelist or somebody making $80,000 a year, my, my, my school teacher was a doc, had a doctorate's degree. And he said, you know, I'm, he said 60,000 a year is not uncommon. He said he already been through a million dollars. Told, told the class, he said, no, a woman made off with it. Million dollars of his money. He said, I already made a million dollars preaching. So the evangelist told me, Yeah, you'd like to attribute that to your Jesus. Yes, you would. And try to use psychology. He's probably got a psychology major, along, you know, minor or something, along with his major in religion or what have you. I don't know how they title those curriculums. But he'll try to use it against somebody like me to do what my friend taught me when I was 18, 24 years old. He said, you know, always protect. Always protect your interests. And he would take, we'd ride by the office where his dad owned an office and they did business. They had swimming pools and big Oldsmobile cars, bigger than, you know, Cadillac and and things. And they they earned it off this company. And he said, you know, let's go by the office. Matter of fact, when we go up the street, we'll turn around, we'll go back like like if they see us leave, we'll go back. He said, they done robbed us countless times. It was in a rough section of town, the office was. He said, always protect your interests. So what's that evangelist going to do stopping that sixty and $80,000 a year income? He's going to say, yeah, you'd like to attribute saying that to your Jesus. I do not need to die to save your souls from God, for God already loves you. That agrees with Islam. Islam says they got a great enough God, a great enough God, that if you'll ask, that great God will forgive you. Gabriel, an angel of Jehovah Adonai. Now, let's check this out. 
I'm a Gnostic minister. Gabriel, an angel of Jehovah Adonai, that we as Christians accept Gabriel is an angel of Jehovah Adonai, uh, gave Islam to Muhammad, may peace be upon him. I'm also a quantum mystic, and I believe in that scientific finding that they took some kind of a measurement like an EKG for your brain waves and stuff. They measured uh, the the energy in one square yard of empty space, and it was enough power to boil all the Earth's oceans. So may peace be upon Muhammad. I believe he was a good man, and I know more than that about deities and entities, souls that throughout history are some of them are known as gods deities and they become incarnate into ordinary people incarnate use the word incarnate this is an incarnation of this demiurge or of this deity or this powerful entity there's a separation there we won't get into it but when you talk about that they they you you can say peace be upon Muhammad and in the quantum mystic side of it somehow because he is in me and I am in him and we are within the one who is the divine that used to be what the Jews called the spirit well this is all connected so somewhere deep in the very soul of Muhammad he knows that I said that when I mentioned his name because he's connected to that and we are in the, the divine spirit and this divine spirit is in us and and better off blessing Muhammad because of these deities and entities and incarnations, incarnations of them. Back to the beginning of this recording, this podcast. What does that have to do with Jesus' return? The slash, also you talked about the Antichrist, the 666 beast, and the apocalypse. This is what it's got to do with it. I'm Robert Edward Booth. My birthday was September 23rd, which is the crest of Virgo and Libra, which puts me as much masculine as I am feminine in the in the design of my spirit. I'm also Hey Yoka. Hey Yoka saw the Thunderbird five times, probably roughly five times. I lost count. It was over a 10-year period. Uh, the Thunderbird, and that makes me Hey Yoka. Yoka's a super empath. And I watched a Native American describe that, and he said that makes that that soul as much masculine as he is feminine, but it doesn't necessarily make him a transvestite or a bisexual. It makes him Hayoka, a sacred clown or a holy person. But I'm 666 Robert Edward Booth, like Ronald Milton Reagan. And I'm born on September 23rd. What theologians did research to figure out what's prophetical about it. And the Venus uh, constellation, she became pregnant on that date and she sent a strand to Earth. And she's the goddess of love, but don't let me blind you because she's also the goddess of war. Oh, not necessarily a constellation, but we are within him and he is within us. The divine spark. So the divine in that unfold, like that shaman principle, that shaman magic, produced an actual constellation in regard to her, Venus. And she produced on my birthday a strand to Earth, a strand of energy, strand of some type, 
after becoming pregnant, which only happens so many times in history. And the apocalypse and the and the death of many, many people, like I talked about how the finger you cut heals, how that tree heals after you cut it, and how I believe the planet itself, the divine, is going to give a healing to. And there's too many people. So today I figured out this. I figured out I have the birthmark of Cain on my right arm and on my head I have birthmarks. And I've got it all on 3oaksnumeral1.com, my webpage, 3oaks, spelled out numeral1.com. And I've got posted in regard to it because I discovered today while talking to another man that had his on his right arm a cross. And that cross on his right arm, we figured out that he, even though he's a black person, probably also goes back to the bloodline that goes to those Merovingian kings that, that the Illuminati's and the Templars and, and people of those orders figured out that 666 is going to return and rule the planet Earth. That this Mark of the beast is going to go, now mark my words, on your right hand and on your head. My birthmark is on my right hand and on my head. My birthmark is on my right hand and on my head. And that's the birthmark of Cain. Not the birthmark, the, the mark that he was marked with for protection. Marked for redemption. He was marked for redemption. And I posted that on my website. And you should go there and find out. But why would the world follow the devil if the Bible says he is the devil, that angel that provided. Now, mark my words, Gabriel gave you Islam. And Adonai, Jehovah Adonai, the evil demiurge, I think you're safe to presume that. Maybe not. Top scholars don't know. And I don't know for certain it might be Lucifer that came before and, and did the creation. So, we don't really know what evil Demiurge did that, but we do know the Romans are telling you that Jehovah Adonai did it. So, do you believe in all the book burning that, that, that they're telling you the truth? Well, that's God's word. That's a paradigm. They set people on fire like me for heresy. I am a heretic, Okay. I'm not going to tell you what the Catholic Church makes me tell tell you. I'm going to seek death for the sake of my king, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. That's what pronunciation I can come up with. They, they've interpreted his name, help us all. So, if you take this mark, check this out. I'm a quantum mystic. I'm a shaman witch healer. If you take this mark on your right hand and on your head, you become one of mine. Why should we follow the devil? Well, if you follow Islam, you're following Gabriel's teaching. If you follow Christianity, you follow Jove Adonai, him teaching the people in the Bible, and Lucifer, Jesus saying that I am the bright morning star. You can look it up. I am the bright morning star. Jesus said that. My king said that. That's what they've got written. And that is the, the, the light bearer who was Lucifer, who people refer to as the devil. Why should you follow him? For Cain was marked for redemption 
and whoever shall slay him shall suffer sevenfold. It's going to be seven times worse on the person that slay Cain than the killing of him ever was. Quantum mysticism. There's enough power in one square yard, according to science, of empty space to boil every ocean on this planet. Sevenfold shall you be cursed if you slay Cain. You're going to take the mark on your right arm, on your right hand, on your on your head, just like the original marks they've got recorded at least were on Cain, and you're going to be part of my domain being a quantum mystic. My domain will unfold according to, now listen to the Bible says, I shall try to bless you according to the condition of your spirit. I am in you, you are in me, and we are in him. Referring to that power. May peace be upon him, right? Somewhere, no matter where he's at, all that connects. And you may be dealing with a very powerful deity, as powerful as Lucifer. So heaven, heaven forbid you forget to say it when you say Jesus' name. May peace be upon him. Because Gabriel taught that through Islam. And why are they separate? What the heck are they doing killing each other? If both of them under a monotheistic power, powerful enough to boil all the earth's ocean in one square yard of it, and that's in everybody, what is Gabriel teaching one bunch of them, and Job had an eye leading the other ones, and what are they doing killing each other if God loves us? Wow. I'm here to mark you for redemption just like Cain was marked for redemption. And it's time for our redemption as humans and I'm going to give you a way to repent. I'm going to guide you and I'm going to listen to that divine and we're going to make every effort to encourage, support one another, and rectify and redeem our spirits before that divine and we're going to try not to be the ones that get taken out during the apocalypse. And that if any of these other ones try to harm us, may sevenfold of the curse of Cain fall on them by that same might that I just spoke of. I'm Robert Edward Booth of 3oaks1.com. 3oaks spelled out. Numeral1.com. I've got a blog made for it and I've got some more work to do to really get you some crisp understanding of what we're going to do. We're going to create a movement. And the whole world shall follow him. I was Jesus in another lifetime. What are you doing 666? Because I am a yoka, a sacred clown, and the joke is up. See y'all at threeoaksnumero1.com. Peace to you and yours, and peace profound. Morning. It's Sunday, April 16th, 2022, and I'm Robert Edward Booth. The dreaded 666, you've got input coming at you. Uh, they'll say this and that and then the next, you know, about 666. He's the devil. 
Do not follow him, the angel that spoke to John, the apostle John of Revelation. He is the devil. Do not follow him. The angel told that. And this morning I'm here to deliver you by Gnosis. G-N-O-S-I-S. Gnosis. Silent G. And it means, in essence, knowledge. The simple and practical definitions. Do you have any more? And I don't mind making the point. You have six odd viable, which means useful, avid, adequate dictionaries, giving you different definitions. And sometimes I can't even find very much synchronicity to the two definitions and still useful someplace and acceptable. Acceptable like a paradigm, social acceptable. I looked up what a paradigm was. You should do the same because that's what you're looking at when you look at the Bible. What? You're criticizing the Bible, you unholy soul. You are the devil. Came to talk about gnosis. Knowledge is power. To know and understand a situation is to have power in a situation. To render you helpless would be to control the knowledge of a situation. Who who gave you the Bible? Did you do the age-old tact, meaning tactfulness, Did you use the age-old intellectual approach of who and what and when and where and why and how? Ask yourself those questions about the Bible. Uh, Let's complete this thought. A paradigm, a socially accepted so-called God's word. Look up the definition of a paradigm. Oh, I don't know exactly what word they use in a sentence. But in essence, the definition of paradigm was because we accept that word used in that manner in that sentence. Follow me. Because we accept that word in that sentence socially, even though it can be replaced Half a different day ways to one, a half a different ways to one, I can say that same sentence, but we accept that word in that sentence, whether it can be substituted a half a dozen ways to one with other words, that is acceptable to society to pick that word in that context. We accept that and it means that to us as society, right? Look up paradigm in your dictionary. You're you're half a dozen to one. That might not synchronize very well, but if you really, really look, you can find some way to correlate, connect the the two dictionaries' definitions. 
So look up paradigm and find out that you're looking at a paradigm when they say this is God's word and lay it on the table. It is not God's word. You're the devil then. The Bible says you're the devil, 666, and you're against God. I am not against God. That again is a paradigm. You're running to a social paradox, a safe place, because you have a group of people that you can solicit the energy that we all mean to protect God's word that we accept. We accept it socially as God's word. It is a paradigm. Even though you could replace that word in the definition of a paradigm, a half a different ways to one and still come out with the right meaning of that sentence, the paradigm is acceptable by society, therefore it becomes the truth, acceptable. You're saying that's God's word, now go back to what I was talking about. Do who and what and when and where and why and how about the origins of your Bible. Please do that. You will find there was a war going on with the Jews, the Jewish revolution is the call, the title of that war in general. There might be a different name somewhere, but the name I see mostly used is the Jewish revolution. And the battle of Masada marked the end of that revolution where the remaining Jews were trapped upon a bluff in a safe haven for themselves and killed themselves before the Romans were able to do it as the Romans made it over the walls of that fortress, they were they had killed themselves. The remaining Jews of the Jewish revolution in the Battle of Masada, do you know that that was in 70 AD? And, and I'm not going to tell you I know when I do not know because that would be like the the vipers that, that is, is quote in the Bible, uh, whatever written stuff you do have as a paradigm accepted by society. The principle is there. Ye vipers, you say you know, but you do not know. Therefore, you are the ones that walk in sin. You're the ones in the wrong. You say, you know, I don't know it was in 70 AD, but books say that it was in 70 AD. The end of the Battle of Masada, 70 AD, marked the end of the Jewish Revolution between the Romans, who are giving you this paradigm that social socially acceptable as God's word. I mean, look at the scenario. The Romans who killed the Jews are telling you about the relationship the Jews have with God. If that scenario in, a, in different situations, the same principles were involved in today's society, would you trust, would you trust that situation? In today's society, even on different type, you know, scenarios in today's society, different situations, if those principles were involved, would you trust that the Romans who killed the Jews are telling you the surefire knowledge of the relationship the Jews have with God and their belief system, given that the Romans were killing the Jews when they developed the Bible in 65 AD is when the beginning of the construction of the Bible. They call it the canonization. When they put it together in a book and they ordered that book and they left out what they left out and they included what they included. They developed this church system 
which has been refined by seeking a refinement. My One of my spirit guides, he said, develop a system and seek refinement. He was a military leader. I'm not going to mention any name. There's been times he's asked me not to. I don't know how serious sometimes. Sometimes I find time to overrule him. But right now, develop a system and seek refinement. So Rome, according to your books, tell you that 65 in 65 AD, this is where they began this paradigm, this God's word accepted socially as defining paradigm. And this person is going to call me the devil according to this angel. I'm going to go to this point too. According to this angel that spoke to John. Now, now we're going to use gnosis. Again, knowledge in a, in a basic sense, gnosis. All right. John, who, what, where, when, where, where, how, all those questions, this tact, this intellectual approach. John became a pope when the followers of Jesus were being killed. Simon Peter said to be killed, hanging upside down from a cross. The crucifix, the crucifix of Peter upside down cross, hung him upside down and they killed umpteen most of Jesus' following while John was exiled to an island according to what you have documented. Who controlled that knowledge? Who, what, when, where, why, and how, and who, and, and why? Uh, Rome controls the knowledge. They burnt. Now there's some more gnosis for you. People don't know. They don't tell you that at church. Oh no, that's an industry. They don't tell you. Oh, by the way, you're reading from this book. This is all the insights that you need to know to keep me from being fraudulent. If somebody works on your car and puts sawdust in the rear end, I've had the rear end out of that car, by the way. Give me $1,500 when you take it down the road for a half a mile and come back. Yeah, I just ripped you off. There's sawdust in that rear end. It makes it sound smooth, ride smooth. It's going to grind like, like no end. It's going to fall completely apart three days from now. And I'm going to have your $1,500 as is dollars. So they're not telling you that you're looking at a paradigm accepted as God's word after a book burning in 325 AD. Look it up. It's called the Greco-Roman book burning that went on when the Nicene Council was finished and they decided what all would be useful in this canonization or this system they developed, this church system that the Greeks and the Romans developed after the Jews had been slaughtered, telling you the relationship that the Jews had with God for certain, right? You hear my sarcasm? For certain, right? Ye serpents, ye vipers. You say you know, but you do not know. You are the ones who walk in sin. Yeah, but you're the devil. You're against God. I am not. That's a paradox. That's a safe position to take because you have umpteen people, umpteen, a crowd of them that say that's God's word. They find a safety there, a paradox. Look up the definition of paradox, knowledge, gnosis. I'm going to deliver you using gnosis. And the blessing of the divine, the sovereign one. Yeah, I'm going to deliver you that way. So instead of committing fraud, I'm an, I'm what you call a Gnostic minister. I'm ordained. I'm Robert Edward Booth. My numbers are Robert 6, Edward 6, Booth 6. I was born September 23rd. The theologians did a day of re, whole, whole research on why that day was important in prophecy. So that's my birthday. I'm Hayoka. That is mostly, that is a holy man, a sacred clown. Uh, I have a post on my blog website that, that this Native American does. He said that doesn't make him transgender. It doesn't make him or her, if there's a, a yoke of her, you know, doesn't make her bisexual or him. 
bisexual or transgender, but they're as much masculine as they are feminine. Whatever birth date they're on, there's enough of that to be considered hey yoka. I'm probably a very powerful hey yoka. Probably, I forget the name of it. They call there's a name, and I'm sorry, I can't think of it. Uh, super empath, at least. IMP, there's, there's some numbers for it. They've got it on YouTube. Uh, a very special Hayoka. So I'm Hayoka. I've seen the Thunderbird five or six times, probably five, four, five, six, something like that. I can't count. Been over 10 years. I've been looking at the Thunderbird in the realm of spirit. The Thunderbird is on the totem of the Native American. It's not just Native American. By the way, I might be 16th, 116th Native American. But but other than that, I'm you know coming from Scandinavian uh, heritage, all the way through the Frankish kings, the Merovingians. I found that in my genealogy, all those things. It's posted on threeoaksnumeral1.com. Spell out threeoaksnumeral1.com. Go there. But I'm telling you, they're committing fraud when they don't tell you about the book burning and the people burning as they got the ball rolling for this system, for this system that they developed and the refinement of that system. Now it is known as God's word and you can use it as a paradox and encircle yourself by like the group of a cattle protecting the children, protecting the elderly. You can take a stand, an ill stand towards a person like me and say, you are the devil. And, and you can say, I'm using this Bible, God's word. And you can duck in that herd of like cattle, like protection, like the ninja spirituality, where they look at the, the principles of how the animals operate and apply them in a, in a war technique, the ninja. You can say, oh, you blaspheme God's word and run to the protection like the children and the elderly and all of that herd of cattle. And that's the layout principalistically, the ninja spirituality that you're going to use. You're going to attack me with ninja spirituality and say, you are the devil. No, you could take that from a, a disciple or an apostle of Jesus who was questioned. Here's Gnosis for you. Profoundly Jesus asked John all of a sudden in one of the gospels, he says, John, tell me how much you love me. He did that in a profound manner. There was no apparent reason for him just to bust up and say, John, tell me how much you love me. But then later, John did not die like the crucifixion of St. Peter, upside down on a cross or anything like the rest of the following, was dying for Jesus. What did Jesus say? Seek death and find life. He who seeks to save his life shall surely lose his life. He said, who, who seeks to lose his life for my name's sake shall surely save his life. I came to give you eternal life. Understanding there's one consciousness, there's one divine creator. That's a monotheistic belief and that's what I practice. I serve the sovereign one, the one consciousness. So you have all the rest dying. Guess what? John gets offered an option. Once you produce this prophecy for us, oh, mind you, Jesus has been found by scholars. Mind you this, an evil demiurge created all the profound world. Oh yeah, an evil demiurge created all the profound world. That's been found by scholars, signed by somebody in, in the handwriting agreed or anything they used to determine it, that Jesus said that. Why didn't they tell you that at church? Because it's fraud. 
Just like the rear end of your car having sawdust in it, you give me $1,500 when you make a half mile run and spill how smooth it rides. I didn't tell you the rear end was out of it. I didn't tell you there was sawdust in it. Now your money's mine as is. Thank you very much. They don't tell you that John the Apostle who gave you the book of Revelation that says 666 is the devil by way of an angel. They don't tell you that John got made Pope. He didn't get killed like the crucifix of St. Peter. He got made Pope of the Roman Catholic Church developed a system in secret finement who conducted book burnings, Greco-Roman book burnings, book burnt books and people that did not agree with the system develop a system and seek refinement of that system that the Romans who were killing the Jews when they decided to give you a book called the God's Word Bible and tell you the sure fire we know it's true ye vipers who walk in sin saying you know it and you do not know it I watch my step around them oh yeah I'm a Gnostic minister I didn't come to defraud you I didn't care come to trick you into buying the car no i come to deliver you i'm a messiah bloodline you can find it on my website threeoaksnumber1.com i scored high evangelism thank you for enjoying my message this morning that angel now look here here's notes for you i want you to make a note that it is so mysterious to me why nobody has made note on this factor there is a monotheistic belief in some quarrels between the beliefs of individuals involved in these two monotheistic religions, Islam and Christianity, both very, very similar when you look at the law, Jehovah's law, you know, the real Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy and, and numbers law that Moses was written down. I mean, hundreds of laws. When you look at those laws versus Islam's Sharia laws and you say, how similar those two are, they are. Gabriel gave to Muhammad, may peace be upon him. I believe Muhammad was a good man. I believe he meant to deliver the people a way that was good before the divine, the sovereign one that I, I believe monotheistically is God. The divine, the sovereign one. But I'm watching Gabriel, and you, and this is so mysterious to me. Why did Gabriel give you Islam, who is an angel accepted by many of who? Jehovah Adonai. Jehovah Adonai is God to the Christian church, to the Jew. Oh, yeah. And if you'll listen to the book of Judas, which showed up 150 years late, but better late than never is one principle you should consider. Look at the book of Judas on, on YouTube and Jesus did not serve the same God as Judas who was a Jew. Judas was a Jew and Jesus did not serve the same God as Judas. Huh? That would make him not serving Jehovah Adonai. The God of all creation. That's who the church portrays it. The Roman Christianity. Not Christianity. Christianity was trampled and books were burnt and people a lot reported to have been the actual community that dwelt with Jesus Christ were burnt at stake, bringing to the table things, increments that did not agree with the system developed by the Romans. 
who had slayed the Jews upon the development of God's word, a parody. They don't tell you that they are fraudulent. Oh, you know it. You do not know it. Neither does this cattle bump or whatever comes running up on me. You are the devil. You blaspheme God's word. No. She's going to run or he's going to run right back into that cattle herd. Ninja, ninjutsu, spirituality for protection. Because there's many that can be, quote, invoked upon taking protection amongst the many that accept that paradigm. It's a safe political play. The politics, the way that all works, just like I'm talking about. Ninja, very powerful ninjutsu spirituality. You're going to run to that herd of cattle. The, the bigger ones, the healthy ones, they're going to protect the little ones. They're going to protect the, the old ones. And you're going to run up and you're going to say, you are the devil, the angel said. All right, here's my point. Here's my point. Gabriel leads Muhammad, peace be upon him, of course. I don't want to offend the Islamics, but look. Adonai, Jehovah Adonai, the God of the Christian church, conventional Christian church, the Roman Christianity, where I told you Jesus said an evil demiurge created everything you and I know about, the profound world. So, so Jesus doesn't serve that God according to the book of Judas 150 years too late, right? Mark that. But but why, follow me now, why, question this, I challenge you in the name of Meshach Yahshua, Jesus Christ, I, I challenge you to, to consider this. Why would Gabriel, an accepted angel, another paradigm, an accepted angel of Job Adonai, the God of the Christian church, why is a monotheistic belief two of the world's largest monotheistic beliefs under one God, both fighting and killing? Here in America, there's Christians willing to go to war to kill the Muslims. In, in, in American government organized stuff, but indeed, Christians willing to kill Muslims. Okay, why on the other side are there Muslims willing to kill Christians Doing it through the 911 incident as radicals trying to follow the law that, that the Bible says Jesus did not come to do away with, but to bring you to that law, to fulfill that law. Huh? Why are they killing one another if Gabriel told Muhammad and, and Job Adonai spoke to his prophets? Why are they killing each other? And how do you believe, follow me here, how do you believe this angel that John went on to be Pope while everybody else was dying according to the seek death for my name's sake and find life eternal uh, versus seeking to save your own life wouldn't become Pope. So here's the other angel. I don't know which one it was. It doesn't mention his name. But the other accepted angel in the revelation tells John, oh, don't follow 666. He's the devil. And you believe that? So, so you got Gabriel having the Muslims kill the Christians. All oh, the Americans are very much Christians. Two-thirds of America purports to be Christians recently, at least in the last few years. I don't know. That's changing. Wiccan, Wicca's moving up. Three or four percent becoming Wiccans. But two-thirds of America purportedly are Christians, and they bombed your, your economic system at and your towers in, in New York City killing thousands of people. Uh, and then the militaries of America going against them don't think a whole lot of that two-thirds of America being Christians aren't Christians willing to kill the Muslims. Why is that going on if an angel led Muhammad, again, peace be upon his soul, I think he's a good man, 
Why, if that's going on between Adonai, Jehovah Adonai, the God of Christian church, teaching the Christians through his prophets, and Gabriel teaching Muhammad to teach his people, how come in a monotheistic service to one divine spirit that there wouldn't be no Jehovah Adonai, there wouldn't be no Lucifer if it wasn't for that spirit creating them? What do you think? Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet. Draw me a picture how any God created the Holy Spirit. Holy mackerel. In other words, you're saying there was a fleshly being anywhere that you're calling God with a name, with a bunch of names, and you're saying, oh, he created the Holy Spirit. You are lost. Draw me a picture, a diagram of how from nowhere there was any type of flesh at all that you're calling God. And then what are you going to do? Shuffle the shell trick like in Jamaica where they hide the nut under it and say, oh, by the way, God created the Holy Spirit. Holy mackerel. Where did he come from? And why duality? Why is there equal and opposing forces, Lucifer and God, that's been created? Huh? Huh? You know, there has to be a spirit first. One, consciousness. Again, the sovereign one, the divine spirit, and you call it as Christians, the Holy Ghost. The Muslims use the Bible. They consider it a, a, a holy book. I wish peace on every single soul. And I wish you would follow me because I'm not blind. And I might be blind to some things, but you watch how fast I try to figure it out and accept it. If it is, it is true life to be served, I serve the goodness of God, that divine consciousness. And sometimes it'll be bad what I do, but it'll serve the good. And I'll do like Paul, the principle of Paul. I hate to do certain things but I will learn to love to do what I hate to have to do. So don't be confused and don't be witched into, like Thomas Jefferson said, priestcraft, being practiced. I'm not going to let them do it to you. He said, I'm the best Christian that you ever knew. He said, I'm not going to let them do it to you. Because Thomas Jefferson was a Freemason, blessed the brothers in Freemasonry. And he said, he said, and I'm not saying every one of them's good. They got all kinds of faiths in there, but, but they got an order. Bless the brothers in there, I said that serve the divine, that serve the goodness of God especially. Because I serve the goodness of God. I try to do what's right and I try to serve the fact that humans have a right to live in human rights. And we're going to do it right before that divine in a divine order coming down from that divine. And that's going to be an order that we're all going to follow. That's going to be your new world order. Peace to you and peace profound. I'm Robert Edward Booth. Have a blessed day.